Welcome to the Dr. Zeus podcast. Now, unfortunately, a lot of you didn't gather your questions for Grandma Jaja, so she's just gonna go off, okay? And now, <coughs> without further ado, Grandma Jaja. Darlings, it is great to be here. The Dr. Zeus podcast, you know. It is Saturday night. There is no Saturday night live. There is only Shaja. And so, darlings, the Dr. Zeus podcast is in full swing. There is no two episodes tonight. People have asked me, Grandma Shaja, what do you think of Trump? I don't think about him anymore because he doesn't think himself. He does not understand pandemic. He put he couldn't even spell it. Uh, That's what I think. But I'm in I'm thanks. Thank you, Grandma Jaja. Because we are pressed for time. Last night's guest, Gloria Vanderbilt, <laughs> took a lot out of us on the show. People liked it. And I'm grateful for the listeners. And as I said before, um, if Alma and Adam were not your cup of tea, that's fine. They were my cup of tea. I know that some people didn't like it and some people liked it. Or as my friend, exotic Asian cherry blossom would say, who fucking cares? Okay. So I record the Dr. Zeus podcast daily. I was just reading this interesting article and watching TCM with Norman Lloyd, who turned 105 in November. He'll probably be 106 this coming November. He has lived through two pandemics. The Spanish flu, 1918, which he was four years old, and now this one. So these are crazy times, and I'm already tired of it. I, you know, I did have a premonition of good things. It's just going to take a while. <laughs> You know, a lot of people, I'm not going to shake hands anymore. You do need, you know, to fight. You need the antibodies. How are you going to get the antibodies? You know, it's like those who uh, are allergic to certain foods and then they outgrow it. But then they, you know, I won't eat that shit. So, you know, it's it's Saturday night. And I mean, we we're going to do the two-parter with Grandma Jaja, but I didn't get the questions. So no questions, no Grandma Jaja. You know, it's kind of like a give and take. So, uh, you know, I think I wasted some of my energy. I did my 10,000 steps and then, you know, I was just like... Because I couldn't go where I usually go because they were spraying because we're getting ready for harvest. So if you don't know what that is, Google it. Maybe you'll find Madonna there too. Um, I want to give a shout out to a friend who's watching Desperately Seeking Susan. He said it was boring. I said, well, yeah, you know, most Madonna films. Well, who's that girl is interesting because it's so cheesy. And then, you know, Dick Tracy. Where she plays the blank. And she talks like that. Hey, Tracy, you want to get big, boy? I was like, whoa, where'd you come up with that? But, you know, I mean, 
she wasn't really acting. She was just playing Madonna in the olden days. Because, you know, Madonna's a cockroach. She's been around. Come on. You know, I'm a fan. But at the same time, you know, I, one time I dogged her. and One of my friends was like, you know, that's not nice. Okay, you don't know her. So chill out. I don't know. Um, I will say that my friend Cherry, Asian exotic Asian cherry blossom was right. I I am. There are some crazy people in my life. You know, I don't know why they're attracted to me. (laughs) I mean, I'm crazy, but I know when to, you know, act professional. Stop acting the fool. You know what I mean? And some people don't. Some people don't know how to turn it off. You know, which leads me to my next guest. Without further ado, Susie Orman. Hello, this is Susie Orman. What the fuck do you want? Now, I did my PBS special today. And I'm here on the Dr. Zeus podcast because you all got your stimulus checks. You need to put some of it away. You don't need that iPad Pro. If you got the mini. I have the mini, Susie Orman. Good, but I know you have the desire to get the Pro. I do. But your birthday is coming up. A significant birthday. I don't want to think about it. That's understandable. But you could wait until then. Until all this bullshit has rolled over. The stimulus check is for you to live off of. To invest a little bit. Because this is Susie Orman and I give you what the fuck you want. Thank you, Susie Orman. And do you have anything else to say out there? Yes. Be careful who you tell that you have a stimulus check. Because then they're going to say, by the way, can I borrow some money? About 500 Tell them hell no. Okay? You know... It's good to not tell people when you got paid because then they say, oh, you know, I happen to just break my foot. I need a little pain money. I'm Susie Orman. I don't play that. Um, Susie Orman, what would you say if I, I don't make much on this show? I understand. If I got up to a couple of bucks, is that okay to invest it in promoting the show? Yes, it depends on how much of it you're going to take out. You can also do word of mouth. I almost said murder of mouth, but you know, I was watching Dr. Sleep and sometimes it just creeps into my head. You know, you men are all alike. Yeah. So Susie Armin, as a lesbian during this pandemic, what have you learned? That's a silly question. I don't know why the fuck you asked it. To quote Jaja Gabor, it's simple, darlings. Okay. Thank you, Susie Orman. Don't mention it. Now, I want to tell the Dr. Zeus podcast audience, he has provided for you a platform to listen, to laugh, to fry cookies. It doesn't hurt to pay him back and to subscribe to the show at 99 cents a month, $4.99 and $9.99. Okay. Thank you, Susie Orman, for that plug. 
You're welcome. And remember who taught you about investing your money. This is Susie Arman. What the fuck do you want? And that's it, folks. We've had Susie Arman, Grandma Jaja, which was basically like a quickie for her. But she's she's used to that. Her and George Sanders, you know. That man does not know how to do it. He quickies all the time. I divorce him. He put a quickie on me. Thank you. So it's Saturday night. What are everyone's plans? Oh, to watch that live concert? No. When I immediately saw that it was happening in the living rooms, I was like, why can't you go outside? I don't know. Something about being inside all day kind of makes me bored. So here we are. It's the Dr. Zeus podcast. And as always... Unpleasant dreams. Six and chills. You walked in the club like nobody's business. Jay Z is ugly, but I married him for the business. Stacking all the money everywhere he goes. Eat the pussy. Beyonce likes dominoes. Good evening and welcome to the Dr. Zeus podcast. So tonight I figured let's talk to the beehive um, because you all know that I like Beyonce in small bursts. I, I love the Lemonade album. Um, I really like single ladies, but you know, that was a long time ago. Uh, her number four album I didn't care for. Um, so here we are. We are joined with a loyal member of the Beehive. How you doing? I'm doing well. How are you doing? I'm fine. So what do you think her next move is? You know, everyone was just going completely crazy yesterday when she when she made that appearance. And there was so much talk because I guess... Mm-hmm. You know, she has a huge beauty staff, but her hair stylist, her makeup And Hold on. She okay. used some crazy filter. She used the same filter the day before when she did the Disney Live promotion. And so there's all this discussion about why she wasn't showing her head. She was only showing her head and not her body. She looks as though she's gained weight. She's kind of been in hiding. So everybody was kind of saying they thought she might be pregnant. Uh-huh. With baby number four. Oh. And then there's a lot of talk about whether or not, um, because she's kind of been sort of reclusive. Yeah. And, you know, they now are in that compound in L.A. And obviously that's where they're going to be. So I don't know. I mean, is she going to have another child? I would assume maybe not. I mean, at this point, I just think that we need to acknowledge the fact that Beyonce's been in the spotlight since she was a teenager. Yeah. And she is now, you know, 39-year-old woman. Yeah. Who's who's had three children. And so I just think that she's evolving as a woman. I think she's um, coming to her own growth. I don't know what she's planning on doing next. Um I know that she's going to put out that single with Meg Thee Stallion. Okay. What did you... Um... Because Meg now on Jet... But 
I really don't know. I, I, I kind of like being surprised by it. I don't like the whole, like, I'm not a fan who's like, oh, I need to control it or understand yeah. it. I just, I just like that so much. What did you, I mean, do you think lemonade is as good as it gets? I don't think she could top lemonade. Well, I don't know. Because like you said, I mean, for me, lemonade was the epitome really of like who she could really become and cultivate herself into this artistic, truly artistic um, performer, not just a pop star. Um, Obviously, Solange is very alternative, very artistic. And I think that that's had a huge impact on her. Um, I felt like Lemonade just really, really, really um, was an ode to black women, Mm -hmm. was an ode to what she's been through as a black woman. I just, I was surprised by the strength and um, intelligence of the whole album. Yeah. But then, you know, we we had Beychella, which I also think is amazing. Some people aren't as pleased with Beychella as I am. Okay. Because, and, and, and then you have the Lion King and I thought that was kind of weird but like we've discussed that I think she did that for the kids oh yeah I'm hoping I'm hoping that after the creativity of Lemonade the next album will also be creative yeah I don't think that she's picked yeah well you know I mean I'm thankful that she doesn't have a flute like Lizzo let's talk about Lizzo and that flute that's a big flute you know really you wanna talk about Lizzo and the flute I like Lizzo but here's the thing that I'm flute, that flute remind that it reminds me of that story in American Pie, where she's like, one time at band camp, I see Lizzo and I'm thinking, oh lord, oh lord. Mm-hmm. I mean, I like the flute. Yeah. I like I like her musical. I I I, I like that she's probably a way more gifted mu- musician and artist than. Than we really know, and that's how she became popular. Yeah. But I'm not with the whole showing her booty and twerking no. all the time. No. Although I do also think that she did a huge backlash for being a big girl. Yeah. She wasn't big and doing the same thing. Nobody would care. Yeah. Yeah. But well, and and I, I don't think really want to see her big fat ass. No, and I think people I people forget that you know, and even Aretha said this. Um, Oprah once asked her, "Do you have a singing weight?" And she says, "Yeah." And people were stunned by that. And she says, because it does affect and change the tones. It does. Yeah. And and Aretha, you know, when she was dying, she was still getting out there and singing. And and she was drastically dropping weight. Um, In fact, that's probably the last time I watched Wendy Williams is when she interviewed her. So, yeah. So black people have this theory that when the singers get back, they sing better. So I yeah. was in New Orleans one time and Luther Vandross was performing. And that was right before, kind of right before he died. And he had made that one album where he was super, super skinny. Mm-hmm. So he came out on the stage and everybody was freaking out. Everybody's freaking out. And me and my girlfriend were like, what are they doing? People were crying and they were saying, fat Luther, fat Luther. Oh, he Lord. figure out what they were saying. They were so excited when he came out on stage that he was... They were all chanting, Fat Luther, Fat Luther, because they were so excited because in black culture, we think that singers who are truly good singers, that that the weight, when they take the weight off, that affects their voice. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. We believe that, that like, they get skinny because that's the power of Hollywood and everybody telling them they need to be skinny. And now they've learned to hate themselves because they perceive Uh... themselves around all these other skinny, famous people. And therefore they start to get... You know, they they just have 
they're just having insecurity about their weight mm-hmm. instead of focusing on the fact that they have this amazing voice and it has mm-hmm. nothing their voice and why people love them has nothing to do with their appearance or their weight but you know we just connect those things with famous mm-hmm. people yeah well you look at you and look- I, I i really don't know i don't know i don't know i have never been in the studio i would assume that there is some um support to go behind that myth but yeah. i wouldn't really be able to tell you i mean do they sing better Mm, I, mean, I mean, maybe. well, look at look at Whitney. I think, I think Whitney Whitney was this beautiful, skinny, talented woman who had a very big voice. Right. She, you know, uh, and she inherited that voice from her mother. Her mother right. basically taught her how to harness the power. But even her mother never wanted her to go into that business because she knew what the business was about. So, I mean, you know, uh, I will say, though, going back to Beyonce, you know, when Lemonade came out, people actually compared it to Madonna's erotica because they said that Beyonce was basically the new Madonna. That she's going places that Madonna could never go now. In terms of you, you, you listen to the sensuality and the sexuality of Lemonade. Right. And and the samples as well. I mean, she really that that um, I, I love. Uh, uh, what is it? Um, Walk on by by uh, Isaac Hayes. That Isaac mm-hmm. Hayes sample that really drove people back to Isaac Hayes, and he's been dead for a while. You know that that right. six inch heels, and then that that uh, Isaac Hayes sample, um, and then um, you know. For me, the highlight of that album really is that that track with Kendrick Lamar. And what do you think? Oh yes, because here's the thing: that the samples of it, I, I they did a, a research piece on the samples on the album, and they used this old gospel track from these blind singers, and they layered it onto Freedom. Got and, it. Yeah, I mean, there's there's some interesting moments. You know, I mean, I remember watching the HBO special and going and Prince had just died, too. That was the other thing is mm-hmm. Prince, you know, Prince, Prince has just just died. And everyone was like, what the fuck? And um, there's a whole backstory to that, too. Yeah. Because do you know that there was like a huge announcement that was supposed to be made and they put that on hold? I, yeah. can't, I can't quite remember the story, but they put that on hold for 24 hours out of respect for Prince. I don't know if she was supposed to drop something that day. Probably. I can't quite remember what the exact story is, but she was supposed to drop something and the publicist, they all made a choice to, yeah. to not put it out and drop it out of reverence for Prince that day. Yeah. Well, Prince said something interesting about Beyonce. Dynamic. And there's more to the story. I can't, I yeah. can't quite remember. He said that she knows scales very well. Oh, okay. So that's what I wanted to tell you. Yeah. So today they were having a fight on on the Black Beehive was fighting about they put other singers up against Beyonce all the time. Okay. And, and say can can they sing compared to her? So they were doing this thing with Kiki Wyatt. Do you even know who Kiki Wyatt is? No. Okay. So exactly, <laughs> Kiki Wyatt is one of those people that all Black people know okay. and no white people know. And <laughs> she's half Black. Okay. And she's half Black. She's in Atlanta. She's on one of those like subpar Atlanta housewives. You know how they have those other reality shows with like, mm-hmm. in Atlanta. She was on one of those okay. with the all the older black singers that had been like had hits. It was a show. Okay. So 
Anyway, she can really, really sing. So today they were fighting about it, and I just want to read you this. So this guy said this. Beyonce is a technical mezzo-soprano vocalist. Kiki is a lyric soprano. She just sings without using a technique a lot of times, and sometimes it cut off, cuts off and is not properly supporting her diaphragm. Beyonce is classically trained and knows how to do rapid upscale glissando, message of voicing, crescendo, crescendo diniondo. I don't even know what these words are. Um, mm. Staccato, legato, and let's not talk about her melodic phrasing and breath support. Beyonce knows when and where to place a melisma in a song to add character to the melody. Kiki sings a million melismas in a song and sometimes it's overkill. Just as to sum it up, I would have to go with Beyonce on this one. Okay. So, I mean, the, the, the idea, because Beyonce's so beautiful and because she started in that pop group, that she wasn't classically trained or didn't have a lot of training or wasn't preparing for this for her whole life. Mm-hmm. And also when I tell people, people think I'm just into Beyonce because da, da, da. I've seen many, many people live. Uh-huh. Only, I have never, ever seen anybody sing and dance for as long as she could, for as well as she could, and still look that amazing. Yeah. Because she gets down. Yeah. Okay? Gets down. Flipping her hair. Come out. Bam. Makeup's still perfect. Hair's still perfect. And it's hitting every every beat. Jay comes out in between and just does a little rap, whatever. Yeah. She gets out there and she is dancing and singing. It's amazing. Yeah. For like two and a half hours straight. Almost three hours. Would you would you I say... The last person I saw live that I thought was that amazing was Robbie Brown pre-Coke. Okay. Open up for new edition one time. He was so amazing. I can't even begin to tell you. What would you Um, say then? You do you think Janet had a huge influence on Beyonce? Oh, I mean, I'm taking I'm taking a lot of power away from Janet. I've I've seen Janet live a couple times. Okay, I love Janet. Show too, and dances the whole time. But you know, I don't. I guess I've never really thought that Janet was that great of a singer. Yeah, because she doesn't have a strong voice, but but she she has a soulful voice. She she reminds me of a mini Michael. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I never saw Michael live. I mean, Michael could probably, probably, I would probably say Michael would be better live than even Beyonce. Okay, but I never saw him live, so I can't. Yeah, but yeah, no, I think that Janet Jackson, and I think that Janet Jackson, you know, after the the Nipplegate situation, <laughs> we know that Les Moonves um, blackballed her for nearly a decade. I and know her songs were played on anything Viacom, MTV, VH1. She was literally blackballed because she wouldn't apologize. Yeah. Right? And yet, so, and yet, Justin Timberlake is the one who pulled that that thing off. Right. Nobody blackballed him. Nope. Well, you know, mm-hmm. um, there's this um, interviewer uh, from Canada. I think his name is name is George Strombolios, Strombolios or something. I can't say his name right, but really talented interviewer in Canada, and he has a very unpopular opinion about Justin Timberlake, but he won't reveal. That he thinks- well, first of all, Justin Timberlake is a total whore. Yeah, yes. Don't forget that when he was engaged, engaged to, to 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 Jessica, and she was holding him there, holding him there, holding him there for him to get that ring. He had an affair with Olivia Munn. He had an affair with Rihanna. Mm. He's fucking everybody, and everybody mm-hmm. knew. And she still stayed with him and married him. And now we know that he's still cheating on her because when he was in New Orleans and he was with that actress, that cute little black mixed actress mm. in the movie, and then they were at the bar holding hands and and doing play, playing flipsy with their feet, mm-hmm. and then they tried to say that it was just um, a group of people that were out drinking together. Mm-hmm. No. Yeah, and it's and 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 everybody knows that he, he wanted her to have another baby, and she was like, "No," because she's her show twenty four seven. Yeah, I don't know what's going to happen between them. So I was going to ask you, um, 
people, we're, we're coming upon Prince's anniversary of his death. Who do you think is going to win in the fight? Michael Jackson or Prince? I hate that. Okay, we won't, we won't answer that then. We won't. Um, Chris Rock asked that. I will that. say this though. The other day, I saw an interview with Zoe Kravitz. Okay, I like Zoe. about if you went to, do you ever watch Hot Ones? Anyway, this was on Hot Ones. No. That's where you eat the wings and all that. And the, that interviewer, he's an amazing interviewer. Okay. So he was talking about when she was growing up, she used to go to Paisley Park all the time. Yeah. And like Prince would put on the concerts and the concerts started at a certain time. I don't know what time it was, like super late, right? Like 2.30 or 3, mm-hmm. right? And then he would perform for like three or four hours. And then you would go into the kitchen and they would make pancakes. Mmm. Okay. Because we know Prince was a Jehovah's Witness. Yes. So he didn't party. No, he stopped cursing a didn't long party. time ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Didn't party. Probably was a sex addict. Oh, yeah, I believe it. Probably was a sex addict, but did not. But then, you know, because he didn't have the other vices, of course, that vice. Can we just talk about that right before he died, too? Prince wouldn't let um, Diddy into his um, VIP after party. He, he wouldn't let Diddy in past the rope and really? have that power to say Diddy can't come in. Really? I that. I just love that. Because there aren't too many people left that are going to be able to do that. Because I do love Diddy for the culture, but he's also obnoxious and an asshole. Well, yeah, because he's a whore, too. Because when Biggie Biggie died, look how famous he got when Biggie died. If Biggie had not died, he'd still be Puff Daddy be my pal when I yee 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 yow. Come on. Come on. Mm. Don't let's not even get into that because no. he's the reason that Biggie was killed. Oh yeah. Puffy didn't pay. Puffy didn't pay. Puffy paid for the gang members mm. to be his bodyguard, and then basically when they asked him to pay up, he wouldn't pay. Yeah. And they were like, "Oh, so you didn't? So we already did a Tupac, mm. and you don't understand that you're in California." And they killed. They killed Biggie. We that got. Was, we got to be careful what we say because if someone hears this, I don't want them to say, "You better take that off." Yeah. Oh. Yeah. No, it's okay. I mean, not a lot of people listen to the show. If they do, allegedly. Allegedly, yes. But also, yes. what people don't really know is that night that Tupac was that night that Tupac was killed. Kadada was in the car. Uh huh. Yeah, because they were dating. Nobody talks about that. Yeah, I knew about that. Kadada I knew was that in they the were dating. Seat. That's one reason why she's so traumatized. I didn't know until years later when Madonna. <laughs> Uh, released it on Howard Stern that Madonna dated Tupac. And Tupac was the one who who cut ties because what happened was when he, you know, went to jail, he originally was going to be on her Bedtime Stories album. There's a song in there called I'd Rather Be Your Lover. And she took him off and put Michelle Indegi Ocello on instead. And his version is on YouTube. Shut up. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. She took him off. Now, the was that before? Was that, was she still? Was that? Because you know, she and Lenny had a huge falling out. Oh yeah, I believe that. I believe that was, because he was he made like a bunch of those albums with her prior. Yeah, he wrote "Justify My Love." Yeah, exactly. He appeared on the song. She, you know, here's the thing about her, and I'm gonna say this, and I've been a fan of her since I was a little kid. Her, her, her. Her date is done. She's done. She's not relevant anymore. Mm-mm. She's just not. And, you know, when Brittany and Christina came up, it was like, oh, okay, you know, some competition. 
none of them could take that away from her. The person who made Madonna feel fear for the first time was Lady Gaga. And even Lady Gaga was like, I don't want your fucking throne. And, and was very gracious to Madonna. And Madonna was not very gracious to Lady Gaga. So here comes this, this really weird singer who basically made Madonna, you know, rethink herself. It was like, oh no. But then kept saying, oh, I helped her write that song. And, and I've never seen that bitter side of Madonna before. You know, the, oh, it was reductive. And I thought, ooh, she would never say that about Britney or Christina. I think that Madonna is a perfect example of people of being like, just so egocentric. Yeah. And just being in that position for so long that yeah. she just, and so she just has yes people around her. Because, yeah. I mean, it's been a long time since I can even look at her. Like when she shows up on the red carpet in those outfits and with the grill in. And she, I know. It's just like, I'm just so embarrassed for her. I'd like to ask Drake what, what she tasted like. Because poor Drake looked like he was about to throw up. Yeah. I mean, like, where are you? Like, get your people. Stop yeah. trying to trip. Stop trying to be young. Yeah. And accept your legacy. And then we would we would all love and respect yeah. you more. Yeah, because she can't act. Yeah, Madonna, like I'm not, I'm not, I can't, I can't really with Madonna right now. No, no. But I do, I do love Madonna. I think she's yeah. iconic, and I do oh, think yeah. that, I do think that she did pave the way for so many of these women in the mm-hmm. music industry and mm-hmm. just allowing themselves to express themselves. But yeah, Madonna is a perfect example of how much harder um, a female singer has to change her whole look. Yeah, you know what I mean to be relevant. And to be the over boss, too. To be the boss. Over. How, many, how many different looks did Madonna have? Yeah. And remember, she you was know? the boss. She was the boss, too. She was the right. boss. So, I mean, and men don't have to go for that. No. No. It's, it's a double standard, yeah. Anything to no. continue to be relevant. Oh, well, I mean, you look at you look at some of them are up there singing with their guts hanging out. I mean, they look awful. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, some of them don't. But yeah. a lot of them do. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, that's one of the things when when this is all said and done, I actually want to go back to concerts. I love going to concerts. I love. I know you do. I love getting in the car and just drop. I went all the way to Fresno just to see Tool. And I love Tool. I know you do. I've never. Why do you love Tool so much? Oh, my God. It's it's a spiritual thing. I listen to them. You know who else liked them? And I can't say her name on here. Is a professor that we both love. Okay. I know who you're talking about. Yes. And she loves Tool also. You know? But I will say this. I will say this. Is that I would at some point like to see Beyonce live. At some point. I can't say that about Madonna. Because if I wanted to see Madonna live, we have to go back into a time machine to 1990. That's all I'm going to say. So. I mean, the thing that made Madonna so good were the, were the backup dancers mm-hmm. and the show itself. You mm-hmm. know? Yep. And, and not her- just her, not just her. I mean, Madonna can't get out there and dance like Beyonce can. Yeah. But she can dance. Yeah. She can dance. Yeah. Whereas, you know, you have people like Mariah Carey and she <laughs> can't dance at all. <laughs> Mariah. 
Oh God. Mariah. I like Mariah. Now, I have a, a theory about Mariah. I'm not going to hate on her. I'm just saying, if you notice when she got those bigger boobs, her voice kind of started to suck. Well, her voice started to suck because she, she also started smoking weed and she had always drank. Yeah. She had always been a big stall drinker, but she, 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 she started dabbling a little bit. Yeah. And she knew that that would affect her voice. Yeah. Because don't forget, I mean, when she was with Tommy Matola when she was younger and belting out the hit after hit, <laughs> she was basically kept, kept up. You know, in a castle, locked yeah. up in the castle, yeah. wasn't allowed to go anywhere or do anything. You know so who? You know who gave her freedom? Christine. As soon as she left him and started getting buck wild. Yeah. Guess who but she hung out she with? Still, I mean, Mariah does have an amazing voice, and see, I so Mariah, I do appreciate. Oh yeah. Like the older she's gotten, she's yeah. getting gotten more like diva on the boat with the yacht yeah. and all that. Yeah. But she has tried to like change her style. Yeah. Well. Mariah, according to Jermaine Dupree and Debrat, they they one day she wanted to go somewhere, so they took her in the car, or Debrat did, and I guess Tommy Matola had a shit fit, and they started questioning Jermaine like, where's she at? Yeah. Oh yeah. Because she had never tasted that kind of. Debrat's always been interesting. Like, what was really going on there? Were they lovers? I don't know. You don't know. I don't know. I don't want to. I don't want to picture that. <laughs> um, this 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 is good though. The other day, um, on the internet, you know, black Twitter and black just black stuff that people mm-hmm. have done on the internet, just with name five minute canon songs. <laughs> what happened? <laughs> if you had a gun to your head, could you name five minute canon songs? No, you get shot. No, and that's hilarious because don't nobody know any canon songs. No. I don't. Could you name? I couldn't name. I forget that he was a singer. I thought he was on Nickelodeon. You're going to get shot. Oh my God, that's hilarious. I mean, I didn't know that that Drake was on Degrassi until people started telling me, and I went, really? Okay. He was in the wheelchair. I didn't know that. I mean, I, I knew, I remember when he put out the first album and I thought, oh, okay, this guy's interesting. And then he, and then he put out the second album and went, oh. That's a naughty album. Okay. Talking about Pound Cake. Mm-hmm. Him and Nicki Minaj. I used to love Nicki Minaj. And then I was like. Me too. Yeah. Yeah. Because that was, that, that was about the same time period. And like both of them before they put out their real album had out like that. The yeah. Mixtapes. Yeah. I had both those. You know, not the mixtapes, but the mix CD or whatever. Uh-huh. Or what do they call that when they put out the. The I EP. I have hers. I have his. I remember when she did that weird video with the cars and her butt was big and I thought, oh Lord. Now, now I, she... I have mixed feelings. That's another one I have mixed feelings about. Yeah. She doesn't look real anymore. Uh, she is, she needs to stop having work done. Yeah. Yeah. And then what's up with the, with the husband who's a sex offender? That's, and then, that's disturbing. And then her, you know, her brother's in prison for molesting that girl. Oh, shit. And she defended him. Yeah. I don't know. That might be an island thing. Not to be funny, but there's some like weird stuff that goes on in the island. We should ask Rihanna before. about that. Right. Rihanna. And there's a lot of bisexuality that goes on and they don't consider that like weird. I, I um, remember an interview years ago that Petra, remember Petra? 
And she and they asked her about politics in Jamaica, and she went, "I don't call them politics. I call them politics." <laughs> I was like, "Shit! Oh my god!" When she did that song with Lynn Collins, you better think. It's like, ooh, um, that's what we need back. We need the dance hall. I mean, I I think music right now, everyone just sounds the same. It's stale. Um, can I just, you know that my cousin in Portland is, is what? DJ. Is, and so is what? she does these shows and she's on, um, she's on, um, what's it called? Up radio. Uh-huh. And so I've like, been listening to it when she's, it's called Nice Up Radio. It's a Bay Area station. Okay. And they have like super famous, more reggae DJs and stuff. So she's kind of new to the game. But the other night on her set, she was playing some stuff that I was just like, oh my God, why did she play a song with Id- Idris, Il- Idris in it? Really? But I was like, wait, what? Because really? Idris is kind of into music. I didn't know that. Yeah, I, that, I, I feel like I want to get more into dance hall and all of that because yeah. I like the vibe and it makes me happy. Yeah. He's, he's a good looking mm-hmm. man. There's always been talk that he's, he's so the next, that he's the next Bond. Is he the next Bond? There's always been talk because he's because remember they want to keep Bond British, right? But I thought that that we found out that he wasn't the next Bond. I don't even know because they were also saying that Beyonce was going to record the record for the Bond, but now we know that it's Billie Eilish, right? Yeah, she already did it. It's it's interesting. Yeah, I it. I like Billie Eilish. It's just kind of my my problem with her is is that she doesn't like hip hop. And she gave that dirty ass look when when Eminem performed, and I was like, if I was Eminem, I would have bitch slapped her. What do you mean she doesn't like hip hop? She's she said that she's not a big hip hop fan. That's what she said. Really? Is that why she she's dated already? Like been with already like six different rappers? She probably dated them. She doesn't like them. I don't know. It's hard to say. Well, supposedly. That they were all in the. She was in the studio with them, and that's how the relationship started. Maybe she means. Maybe it's that younger generations like more um, critical view because they think that they're so much cooler, so they don't respect certain hip hop. I don't know. Here, here's here's my thing, and I've told people this. I liked it when hip hop was dangerous. Remember that the '90s. There was East Coast, West Coast. That what and and a lot of these people weren't even alive yet. And, you know, it was like you would say it on wax. You look at you look at N.W.A. N.W.A. basically said, hey, this is going on. We're putting it on the record and got in big trouble. The FBI came after them. And that doesn't happen now. Now it's just like, oh, I'm going to try to be hard. It's like, no, these guys weren't trying to be hard. They were hard because they came from where they came from. It was the CNN of the ghetto. And, and you would, yeah. anyway, definitely, definitely was revolutionary. Oh, yeah. I mean, I don't think Ice Cube gets the credit that he deserves. He's a controversial figure because he put out the death certificate album. And I was and I and I was never aware of how controversial that album was. You know, that's so interesting that you said that, because that was probably when I really like, I, w- I knew who NWA was, and I knew who Ice Cube was, but when he put out that album, yeah. and it was number one, I remember some of my black friends being like, 
Ice Cube got the number one album. Like, that was big for us. Yeah. Because it was the number one album, period. Yeah. Not just in hip-hop. Yeah. And that was a big deal. I mean, maybe only for, like, a week. Yeah. When that shit came out, that shit was fire. And then and then you look at where, how far he's gone. Movies, production, um, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And here's the funny thing is I always fight people on this. They're like, oh, rap doesn't belong in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I say, yes, it does, because it's part of popular music. And that's what the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame really is about, is popular music. And they're, well, rap, rap is not rock. I said, actually, rap gets its aggression from rock. It's, it's They are married together. I mean, you look at Run DMC marrying with Aerosmith. It, that was a big deal. Or even the early hip-hop I mean, records. Have, have you ever really seen the footage of like these young rappers' concerts? Like, mm-hmm. for example, a Travis Scott concert. Mm-hmm. Or like all these ones that keep dying, like Lil Peep. Mm-hmm. Um, Those are the most raucous. Yeah. Like, I wouldn't even be able to go to that concert. Those yeah. people, it's like a punk rock show. Yeah. It's not even like a Motley Crue show or an old school, like, like let's go to rock, uh, a Rolling Stone show. Yeah. This is like a, se- this is like a sex pistol show. Yeah. With black people. Yeah. Or let's, you probably have to go more into like the punk. I don't know what kind of punk. I've punk. always said this to black people invented rock and roll. Little Richard, mm-hmm. Little Richard said it, rocking and rolling all night long. Come on. He's the godfather of rock and roll. I mean, everything Elvis did was influenced by black people. Uh-huh. Yep. Yep. Oh, yeah. In Memphis, going to the club. Oh, yeah. Being raised by black people. Yeah. Going to church. You knew who Going ha- into the black churches just knew- so he could listen to the music. You knew who hated Elvis. Ray, Ray Charles, he hated Elvis. Oh, Lord. A lot of people hated Elvis. Yeah. 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 But that's what happens. I mean, in order to, in order to reach certain pinnacles... You are going to step on certain people and other oh, yeah. people are going to hate you yeah. because possibly they're more artistic than you. Possibly they've been in the game longer than you. Yeah. Possibly they know more than you. But sometimes when a superstar is created, you know, there's just this, there's just something about them and something that just catapults them, yeah. you know, out there in the world. I mean, people really loved Elvis from yeah. all over the world. My best friend in high school is Asian. And we used to always joke because she was like, the only two times my dad ever cried, not when he married my mom, not when his children were born, not when his own mother died, but he cried when Elvis died and when he crashed his brand new Mercedes. Oh my God. Those were only two times. So. (laughs) Which I think is hilarious because he was Asian. (laughs) So this is, this has been an interesting talk. Um, Some final words on what, what are you, what do you expect from Beyonce? As a beehive okay, so member. What I expect for Beyonce is for her, truly, I believe that we will have another album on the level of Lemonade. I'm okay. hoping, I'm praying. I think that motherhood, I think that the twins are going to show us a whole nother side to her. I think that her and Jay are in a different space. I think that she's feeling her power and her feminine energy as a woman. Okay. And it's not so much attached to him because I think now she knows that he's not going to leave her. And now for Becky with the good hair. Um, so I think that, and you know, they are a power couple. Yeah. So how would that work even if they did break up? Cause yeah. now they're so intrinsically entangled in every way. Yeah. So I'm happy for her. I'm happy for their okay. marriage. I'm happy for their family. Um, and I think that she will, I think she will surprise us with another album that is artist, artistically um, challenging and will surprise us. I mean, she's got a great team. I mean, yeah. that's not all Beyonce. Yeah. She's 
So she's got a whole studio of people who are super creative mm-hmm. and always trying to push the envelope. So okay. If there was a... If and there... probably a little more Ivy Park Adidas. <laughs> if there was... Yeah. Uh, the perfect duet partner for her at this moment. Who would you su- suggest she duet with? Mm-hmm. Mm. A duet? Yeah, a duet. I don't know. Hmm. I really don't. Okay. I, I don't know who I want to see her collaborate with. Okay. That's a really good question. I don't know about a duet. Maybe I could see some collaborations. But I think she's worked with everybody who's super bomby. But I don't know. Maybe I'd like her to see see her do something with somebody like Erica Badu. Okay. Okay. Somebody like that. Somebody who I think is already a really strong, creative, black, powerful voice and is maybe slightly grounded mm-hmm. in ways that she is not. And maybe isn't such a big superstar, but like super creative. Okay. Because I think there are a lot of, there's a lot of black talent out there. Yeah. Yeah. She'll find it. Okay. Well, we'll this is it. this has been probably, fun. Probably some more odes to the culture. Probably some more odes to the people who have died recently yeah. that really, really yeah. did a lot for Black culture and Black music. So well, hopefully, maybe we'll see some of that too. Well, this has been fun, Miss Beehive. Thank you for being on the Doctor Zeus podcast. Thank you for having me, Doctor Zeus. You're welcome. Have a good night. Bye bye. 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 And that is the Doctor Zeus podcast. Unpleasant dreams.